This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. And welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. We are so delighted that you joined us today. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. And it's a Friday, so that means our favorite NHL insider joins us. He was nice enough on his wedding anniversary to join us yesterday. And he joins us again today. EP Ringside, the name of his Substack, where you can get all kinds of Dallas Stars analytics, is called Shap Shots. He has a book out called We Win Here. He writes for D Magazine on occasion as well. And he's an actor with a new movie coming out. And by the way, when we were chatting, Sean said to me last night, he's like, okay, you know, I have to go play in a, uh, or it was the other night that I asked him. And he said, well, I have to go play in a beer league game. And I was thinking to myself like, hey, man, I know you're a method actor. But, you know, I mean, you were in the movie and the movie's about beer league, but you don't have to play beer league games anymore. So I appreciate that you're continuing your acting and like taking it so seriously that you're still playing beer league. <laughs> it is one of my uh, I still play uh, Wednesday night. Shout out to the anchorman. Uh, we uh, still play every Wednesday night. We've got our uh, we got a playoff game coming up next week. So uh it's uh, it's big time of year for the uh, for the for the beer league team right now. So nice. it's uh, always so. <laughs> what is the goals against average and save percentage right now of one Sean Shapiro? So they don't uh, they don't properly keep save percentage. So I don't know what the actual save percentage is because the scorekeeper is basically after the first five games of the season they stop counting shots. But uh, I, I I will proudly say for a team that finished. Um, we are a six-team division, and for a team that finished, uh, uh, we are we finished tied for fourth in the standings, I believe, going into the playoffs. We did lead the league, and uh, we had the best, with the least amount of goals allowed in the league. So I am proud of that fact. Uh, we need to score more goals to win in the playoffs. We are the Dallas Stars from a couple years ago, but uh, we so. But I am pretty proud of the fact that. Uh, when you look at the goals against uh, the goals against number for the entire 20 game season or whatever it was, 
we let up the fewest. So I'm proud of that. Analytics are telling teams to shoot high on Jake Ottinger. What are the analytics <laughs> saying about <laughs> shooting on Sean Shapiro? <laughs> Just shoot it, right? Uh, avoid high glove. <laughs> okay. I, uh, that right. is the, uh, I am, uh, not sure if I'm supposed to give out a scouting report on myself, but uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, I have always uh, very, very rarely get beat the uh, glove side. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So a couple of things before we get into the uh, Stars' big win uh, last night against Winnipeg. One today is March first, so we got the February numbers. Kudos, Stars fans. Kudos, hockey fans across the United States. You guys are responding nearly a 100% difference year over year. And and in the month of February, we were the number one hockey podcast for Odyssey. So congratulations, just a major stick tap. You guys have grown this, and I'm so excited. And we're producing six podcasts this week. So, you know, Stars fans are getting tons of information, and I'm absolutely uh, loving the fact that you guys want more and if we skip a day, it's like no pod today. So I absolutely love that you guys are, uh, uh, you know, geared in. And uh, that's exciting. And we have the playoffs coming up. We have the trade deadline coming up. So uh, Sean and I have so much to uh, talk about. So stick tap uh, to you on that. All right. So big game last night coming off the Colorado loss. How would they respond against Winnipeg, Sean? And it's interesting because you look as the playoffs kind of get near I mean, you look and there's a clear path. It's like, all right, if I had to face Colorado or Winnipeg, clearly the record shows that Winnipeg is the better team to face. It's just, to me, it's a good matchup against the Stars. I wanted to start with this because I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, Colorado came at that Stars defense and the Stars were having trouble getting it out of their zone. In the three games that I've watched Winnipeg, I'm amazed that they allow the stars to utilize their speed so much coming out of the zone. It's almost like they back off. I just think that's the wrong method. And I'm not trying to make this a Winnipeg thing, but at the same time, it's it's interesting to watch because I thought that plays so much in favor of Dallas. Well, it's a style that, um, to be honest, it's, 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 it is, Winnipeg does play a lot like that. It is. Winnipeg plays a system where they are kind of trying to, and we know Rick Bonus really well. Rick Bonus likes to take away the geography for the opposition. So it's, while they kind of give a little bit more of that entry, they kind of make that sacrifice to try to clog the middle a little bit more, um, a la what Vegas does sometimes as well, even though Vegas is a bit more aggressive doing so. Um, so, from a Winnipeg perspective, there's a lot of teams that um, it actually works against because most teams don't have the attack with speed in waves the way Dallas does. Even like like Colorado, right? Colorado attacks with speed, but it's Nathan McKinnon than everyone else. Dallas attacks with speed in waves. And so Winnipeg's approach of giving that up a little bit more and clogging and clogging things down it can work, but if I'm the Jets, it's one of those where you're like, okay, if we get the stars in the playoff series, we're going to have to make some alterations or the depth of the star speed is going to kill us in six games, depending on what Connor Hellebuck does. Yeah, yeah. You know, the first period last night, um, you know, he was dumped a couple of times, but 
I love watching Ty Delandria's development as far as in their game after game. And I hate to see injuries to Sagan and to Donoff, but at the same time, I think this has allowed us to see Ty Delandria on a consistent basis. And I'm seeing a lot of improvement in this game. I thought he had a really good first period and created a lot of energy on the ice. Yeah, he's done it. I mean, he's a guy who, and we're going to talk more about this about him conceptually on a bunch of things today, actually, because he's it's important to have this discussion, but he's a guy who I look at, and I I know there's a lot of people kind of saw the story when there was, Oh, would the stars include him in the Tanev deal or whatever? And the stars want to hold on to him and everything. And to me, Ty Delandry is the perfect example of a player. The stars need for both now and the long-term plan. Um, and that even if he gets scratched again, but he is like, you need to win the Stanley Cup, your depth is going to be tested. And I like the stars better with Ty Delandria as part of their depth. And we're going to talk today quite a bit about things they should and shouldn't do with the deadline being a week from today. But I think Delandria has proven he should still be part of this project here. He is, I love the way that he, I think he plays bigger than his size, which not everyone on the stars does. And he also has kind of a, he's a, he's a multi-tool that kind of fits. You could kind of play him everywhere too. So yeah, credit to him, what he's done. Um, basically his biggest issue is there's been times in the past and hasn't this been up this opportunity, but two or three opportunities ago after he'd been scratched for many games and he took a bad penalty or something like that. His one thing sometimes is finding that line of, not going too far down that that path, right? So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You'd like to see it go in the net a little bit more for Ty, but boy, that stretch pass where he sent Marchment yesterday—that was yep. a thing of beauty. Absolutely in the zone, facing Jake Ottinger, got the puck immediately, turned around, and just sent Marchment and uh, Hellebuck mm-hmm. with a, a a big save. Yeah, I thought Hellebuck yeah. actually played pretty good last night. I mean, yeah, know, he did. Yeah. He's 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 yeah. He, he, I mean, he's the best goalie in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he certainly keeps them in the, the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's no there, There's no disputing that, and that's the thing too where it's uh like I honestly, Gavin, I know a lot of people are going to talk about Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid for the Hart Trophy, but I have a hard time looking at this Winnipeg team and looking where they are and not saying Connor Hellebuck needs to be in the conversation for the Hart Trophy this year. Like, like he's a, to me, um, I think a a goalie can be an MVP of any team, but when you look at where the jets are and how they play and where they would be, if you put any other goaltender in that net, it's, uh, they, they are, he's, he's a Hart Trophy candidate for me. And, one you probably have to consider voting for. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because it's like it's like you know Winnipeg is obviously one of your central division uh, rivals, but at the same time, there's just a little part of me that's like, oh, the Olympics are coming up, and man, I'm going to be a big Connor Hellebuck fan. It, 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 the United States, Gavin, right? It's massive for goaltend for goaltending in, in next year in the Four Nations in the Olympics, right? When. Jake Ottinger might be your number three. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, like absolutely. You have, it's going to be Hellebach, Demko, and Ottinger. Yeah. And that's going to be, that that's is sick. incredible. Like, the Canadians, are, if we have any Canadian listeners, they're kicking themselves right now because you're thinking all of a sudden Canada, Jordan Bennington is going to be in your top two. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is interesting. Okay. 
Sometimes, admittedly, I don't talk about him enough, Sean, because he's just so consistent. But Wyatt Johnston now is throwing passes to himself. And what a beauty last night. I mean, just throwing it up against the boards. And, yeah, sure, some of it has to do with the luck of the bounce, but that, to me, is practiced. And that is a thing of beauty and utilizing his speed. And basically, if you didn't see it coming down the middle, threw it up against the boards, and basically the boards passed it right back for a shot on Hellebuck. And then you look at the Stankoven goal and the positioning of Wyatt Johnston. And I um, I want to take the Spitz and Suds listeners through that play because, one, uh, Stankoven chasing the puck and stealing it from Appleton. And then having the wherewithal to not only turn, and he did have an angle to go to Hellebuck. And a lot of rookies might just go directly for the net. But Stankoven took it to the middle, which I felt as though opened up space, and then passed it over to Wyatt Johnston, who had a nice shot on Hellebuck. And then it's bantied about, and Jamie Ben's in the middle of it. And then basically the Stars steal it again and collect finally a rebound and Stankoven puts it in, and just that Wyatt Johnston-Stankoven pairing is really, really pretty, and I just wanted to highlight both, um, and I want to let, Sean, you go on this because, you know, you're so good at this, but, man, I mean, with Stankoven, we talk a lot about Maverick Bork. I mean, we need to remember that Wyatt Johnston is younger than Logan Stankoven. That's amazing. And, uh, I mean, they're roommates again, too. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. They're now both, why, why, uh, Logan Stankoven has moved into the Pavelski house. How big is the and, Pavelski uh, house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, uh, let's put it this way. Joe lives, uh, Joe has done quite well okay, for himself yeah. financially right. as NHL right. career. Okay. Uh, they live in that, uh, pretty nice neighborhood down there in, yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Joe and his wife only have one only have one child that is uh, biologically theirs, and, and Nate Pavelski, who is also now a uh, is, is is actually I believe Nate is thirteen now. Yeah, so what, I think what a childhood! I think they have three teenagers in the house right now, technically. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you're thirteen years old and you're hanging out with Logan Stankoven and Wyatt Johnston. It's a beautiful thing, and it's the best part of all of this is those guys are closer in age to Nate than they are to Joe. <laughs> so it's like, um, it is, uh, it's, uh, like Joe Pavelski is effectively Joe and his wife have effectively been outnumbered in their house by teenagers right now. Um, yeah. so or, Amazing. I guess 20 year old, tw- tw- 20 year olds now, but still it is a, uh, it's a great story. It's one of those where, um, and Stakehoven and Johnston are going to have a really long NHL careers. I'm pretty confident of that. We're going to hear it's one of those where this is going to be one of those stories 10, 15 years from now when you're talking about their careers. People are going to be talking about how they spent time and learned from Joe Pavelski. And um, you mentioned Johnston in that play off the boards. And um, there's something I've been meaning to write and probably will um, either later this weekend or probably early next week over at the over at Shap Shots just looking at kind of Pavelski's work ethic. And we've talked about Pavelski's, um, all the work he does and everything like that. But like a week and a half ago or whatever it was, when I was at the Stars Morning Skate in New York, I just spent an extra, I spent an extra 15 minutes just watching Joe Pavelski go through his routine. And it's just something you really appreciate. And 
going to write something about that either this weekend. Just depends on kind of how the deadline stuff shakes out. Um, and the types of plays where you see Johnston throw it off the boards to himself and everything like that. That's a hockey IQ skill type thing that you are you've done hundreds of times in practice in that extra time and the little like fingerprints of Joe Pavelski kind of teaching these young guys in Dallas how to be pros how to have this longevity like I think that's going to have one of the longest lasting impacts here whenever Joe Pavelski is done in Dallas and it'll be done at some point right I think that's going to be the the long that's going to be the lasting impact in the organization because we'll be we'll hear it's it's going to be similar to the Rich Peverly impact on the Stars faceoffs. Um, I think we've talked about this before, Gavin, on the show. Where Rich Peverly, if you there's a break, and I don't have the exact number in front of me as we're talking, but if you go and you look at the Stars year by year faceoff yep. percentage, right? If you look at their of how their faceoff percentage changed um, in the summer they traded for Tyler Sagan um, and, and, and Rich Peverly, right? So. And I've talked about this show, but it's always a great story. Rich Peverly is one of the greatest face-off guys in modern NHL history. Essentially taught Sagan, taught a bunch of other young centers on the team how to take face-offs. Um, when you watch a, a Stars player kick their right, when you watch a, a, a face-off guy kick their right foot through the opponent's stick, the Avalanche absolutely hate this. One of the Jared Bednar's quips that he brings up to officials every time as he complains about it, which... I would then say the stars need to point out that the avalanche run better pick plays than anyone in the league. Everyone <laughs> bends, everyone bends the rules in their same way in their own ways that best fits them. And the stars sit. So Peverly brought that impact to the stars faceoffs Sagan and the guy in Raddock Fox that have then taught it to younger players. Ty Delandry yep. has learned it from, from those players. I'm sure there's been, you see, uh, uh, I mean, and then that that's why like you look at a night like last night and I know face off sometimes get a bad rap and everything like that or or whatever like but like last night the stars what what's the number they were like I look at this this box score and Delandria's 3 for 6 Fox is 8 for 12 Ben is 4 for 5 Pavelski's 9 for 14 Steele's 2 for 2 like it's it's a it's a what the stars do on face offs goes back to the Rich Peverly, like kind of like long-term effect. And I think a lot of other skill things, net front things for the stars, we're going to look and we're going to be saying four or five years from now, this is a long-term culture part of the Dallas stars that Joe Pavelski left, even when he was finally done playing. Yeah. You know, and that winning face-offs equals puck possession. And, you know, yes. a, a couple of other things is that, earlier in this year, and we'll have Vernon Fiddler on to talk about this, is that uh, they caught on audio on the bench Jason Dickinson teaching techniques to Connor Bedard. He had learned that yeah. from Vernon Fiddler. <laughs> so yep. now Connor Bedard has some tips due to the Dallas Stars, which I find interesting as well. And when we had Rich Peverly on the podcast, he talked about the face-off circle and, uh, you know, Pevs is one of those guys you can tell. He's very humble, doesn't want to admit it all. But that influence, that's a great point by you. And it actually goes down into the minors because I asked him about Maverick Bork's improvement in the face-off circle and at the dot. And he did say, yeah, maybe I had a little to do with that. 
So, yeah. you know, yes. it's, it's great to see um, the stars having people in their organization like Rich Peverly and, you know, how that has improved them so much because they are one of the best teams at the draw. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Okay, so we talk about Logan Stankoven, and we, actually, yeah, I want to see. I was one thing. I want to see if I can look this up. I want to see if I can pull this real quick. I'm curious or something. Okay, um, here, let's see. So, yeah, okay, I pulled this up here. This season, Maverick Bork um, has gone because I have access to this stuff that not everyone else does. Um, so this season, Maverick Bork. Is now is winning forty eight percent of his faceoffs in the AHL this season, compared to last season. Hold on one second. He's winning forty eight percent of his faceoffs from this season. Last season, he was winning. Give me a second. Let this load. Last season, he was winning forty. Four percent. So I know it's a, but like you look at kind of growth with a player and yeah, everything like sure. that, and it's like, but that that's the stuff where it's the stuff in the margins and incremental growth that uh, that it all adds up to the big picture here, right? So yeah, no, it does. So big picture, Tyler Sagan's yeah. eventually going to come back. Evgeny Dodonov's yep. going to come back, and you know, obviously, everyone in the crowd is going crazy over Logan Stankoven. How does this all fit together? So the good thing about how this all fits together is you have to acknowledge, right, at the end of the day, you it's not, and this is this is something that I always like, I always kind of like not laugh at, but it's the um it is the just the reality of how things work that it's not 12 players, right? There is 
the it's 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 not there's not it's you never go 12 deep 12 forwards deep or six defensemen deep to win a Stanley Cup last year when the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup they ended up using eight defenders and 14 forwards throughout the Stanley Cup and to to win the Stanley Cup when the the Florida Panthers who played them in the final also used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight defenders. Also, fourteen and eight. So you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go fourteen deep in the playoffs. That's just the reality. So people who get all caught up about like, well, what are they gonna do? Who's this guy gonna come out? Like injuries happen. Hockey's a physical game. It's gonna happen. So like when the Stars tra- traded for 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 Tanev, right? Traded for Tanev. We talked all about it on the show yesterday. Yep. He couldn't play last night. He may not be able to play Saturday. We talked about that visa issue yesterday. Um, Nils Lundqvist and Yanni Hockenpah both played last night. And I'm in, I imagine, in theory, Lundqvist will come out if Tanev is available tomorrow night. But you you're, you may need Nils Lundqvist in the playoffs because of an injury. You may need Yanni Hockenpah if they go make another ad or whatever. And so, for a star's perspective, at the forward group, I think Logan Stankoven... You owe it to yourself and to Logan Stanko with what he's done. You can't send him down right now. Correct. You have to, like, even if even if Tyler Sagan and Dadanov were back tomorrow, he's been one of your best forwards the past three games. You can't send him down. He's part of the group. I think that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful growth. I think him and Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnson, that's been a great line. I wouldn't mess with that line. When Sagan comes back, I would move Sagan back with uh, – I would probably put Sagan back with Marchman and Duchesne. And that I would probably take – then Ty Delandria comes out. And then it's – all of a sudden I've got – you're looking at a decision where, okay, it's probably it's it's probably Radic Foxa. It's probably Sam Steele coming out for for Dadanov and going on a line with Fox. Or maybe you take even Fox out. Yeah. These aren't, these aren't issues to me. These are good problems to have. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like stake and – and this is something that I want people to think about when the stars go to the deadline, right? I don't want the stars trading away. This is the time where it's okay to hoard players. This is where I'm going with this, right? It's okay to hoard players on this in this time. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, which the stars want to, you're going to need your depth. You don't know how deep you're going to need to go. If and if hard and if you have Guys, if you keep Sam Steele and, and Craig Smith and, and say they don't play a playoff game or whatever, you have them. That's still the insurance policy I'd rather have than moving them for a fourth or fifth round pick or something like that. So I think all of this, you bring, you say like, oh, bring them back. Who? What happens? You bring Sagan and, and uh, Dadanoff come back and everyone's healthy. You figure it out. And honestly, it's the end of the day, it's going to put the Stars in a better spot to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And it's that that's 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 how I look at this. Like I would not touch this stars forward group. Even like people say, like, oh well, could you could you trade away or could you add something? Like, I guess you could go shop and look and everything like that. But I think there's so much value in treating like because if you go and add someone else, make a trade for a forward or something like that. Do you need to waste an asset to do that when you effectively got your trade deadline and acquisition from Logan Stankoven? Like, I think people need right. to think about Logan Stankoven like that. Like, it's like the Stars went and added a top six player who's playing on their third line. That's awesome. Now, 
I do think, and hopefully I'm keeping everything streamlined here, Gavin, I do think the Stars should continue to window shop and see what happens on the defensive front. Because I think uh, we're going to see Tanev back in the lineup. We're going to see Tanev in the lineup soon here. Um, I, I have a feeling right now, based off how Harley and Hayshkinen look tonight, we probably see Tanev maybe with Essel and Dell on that second pair, just kind, of, just kind of trying to read the tea leaves here, and then Yanni Hockenbaugh with Ryan Suter. Um, but I still, if I'm the Stars, I still am calling Danny Briere about Sean Walker, just to see what I can do there. And I'm still calling even, uh, I'm still, uh, the other one I'm kind of looking around at too that's kind of come up for me is, I'm starting to wonder on on Matt Roy, who is a uh, who is a an, another right-handed shot defender who plays for the Kings, a UFA, and you look at the Kings right now, and I know they're in a wild card spot, but if you're LA and you got a UFA, you can, maybe you keep Roy as a rental, but Roy is just like Sean Walker to me, where you've got these teams that are kind of in that weird spot where. They're in the playoff picture, but they're growing. Really, but they're growing, and it probably wouldn't hurt to try to add some future assets. So, if I'm the stars, I'm starting to poke around there just to see what can happen, to see if somebody wants to 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 do that as well. I'll let you get me back on track and uh, figure out when you do here. No, it's interesting. There's a OntarioBets.com put out Vladimir Tarasenko trade odds, and they had the Edmonton Oilers first. 16.7%. But number two, they had the Dallas Stars at 14.3 plus 600. And I was like, you know, honestly, no. No, I mean, I appreciate the player, but no. Where's I, he going to fit? Where, 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 exactly, where's he gonna fit? exactly. Like, like yeah, where's he going to fit A with his, A, the, I mean, I guess you could get Ottawa to retain or whatever, but like, you're going to get like, just I don't see where Tarasenko would fit on this group when you've already when when you've got a like when Sagan comes back to this lineup and everything like that. Like if you bring Tarasenko in, Logan Stankoven is going back to Texas. That's yeah. just the reality. Yeah. And right now, that's not what I want to do. No, no. So. And, and what what I what I've talked about this past week, Sean, is is that you know Stankoven clearly can score goals, and that's wonderful. But he brings an edge to the ice. And I think edge can come in yep. so many different styles. But just that goal last night, how he stole the puck, the tenacity, the tenacity along the boards, the tenacity in front of the net. Because Craig and I have talked about this on previous podcasts. It's like, you got to get into the dirty areas. Well, it seems as though Logan likes getting in that dirty area in front of the net. And it was absolutely amazing to watch. He was pushing six foot two people to the side. And yeah. that's what's and amazing. And it's it's the other thing with Stankoven right now is you have an asset. So it's literally it's funny because I just got the email as we are doing this right now. The uh, the stars sent Stankoven technically sent Stankoven back to Texas today. I want to be clear to some people. People are going to look at Twitter and they're going to tweet. Oh no! Why are they doing this? He scored last night. It's all about cap manipulation. It's all about cap gymnastics. Yeah. The stars sending him down to Texas today saved some cap space. He will be recalled. You, you, he can be recalled before the game against the Sharks on Saturday. You could send him down Sunday morning. Recall him before the game against the Sharks again on Tuesday. So it is all about cap manipulation. And that is the thing. That is the other thing you can do with Stankoven. 
right now because he's still he's still waiver exempt. You have all of this stuff. The uh, this is uh, this is a like this is a fun time, and I don't adding Tarasenko to me or something like that. Just it just doesn't fit. So, so you're saying at the Pavelski households, he's not saying his goodbyes right now. He didn't even leave the house. Like <laughs> it's called a paper transaction for a reason. Like it's that's 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 the thing where people like it's a paper transaction for a reason. Like he's technically technically sent to Texas, but like it's he, he's he's making less money today. That's that's what it is. God, so, that would be awful I guess if you actually I, had I, to like show proof and they put him up in a hotel in like Georgetown so he doesn't go yeah. all the way down <laughs> and then drives back up yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that's uh yeah. that that's fun. Yeah. I did get an interesting question, and I love when yeah. Spitz and Suds listeners throw this our way. And Crow Wi-Fi asks question. Will Tanif now receive paychecks from the stars, devils, and flames for the rest of the season? And I know it's a very simple question. But I was like, wow, I got to ask Sean that. That is very fascinating. Do you actually receive checks from the other teams or do the teams pay the other team and it's one check from one place? Um, I believe, and I have to double check this, and I will get the exact answer. I'll get the exact answer on this for people, but I believe it is. I'll make sure I have the exact answer for people on Monday or I'll have, or question. not Monday. I'll, I'll, I'll get the exact answer for us next time. We, next time yeah. we have the show to make sure, but I believe it is direct deposit from each of the teams. Okay. Uh, just like, um, technically, um, when, uh, it, in, there's not really, they don't really do the checks anymore. It's just direct deposit. So it's something where it's the, but it's, it is effectively, Part of the retained, how retained salary works is it's to handle cap exp- expense, yeah. expenses. So someone from the devils, someone who the devils uh, HR department is responsible for making sure money, 25% of Tan have pay for each, every, for each week, each pay period gets into his, 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 uh, his account. So it is a, uh, I will get the exact answer on this. Um, I'm going, I later today, I'm going to practice here in Detroit. And uh, I know, for example, Jeff Petrie is, has, is it in a, with Detroit has his salary retained by Montreal. So I'll ask Jeff today on how, what his paychecks look like to kind of get it and to give us a, yeah. a living example of what it is. This reminds yeah. me of the hat trick question that we had last year. Like what happens to the hats and you came yeah. up with the answer. I love questions like this because yes. you yeah. know, I, I read it and I'm like, boy, that's fascinating. It's so simple, but boy, that is something I'd like to know. So that's, that's it's just, it, it's just like people asked us about the, uh, the, the work visa question where it's yes. the whole thing of like, they're like, what is technically, what is work and what isn't work, right? Like it's the great definition of, of like, how do you, one of the funny, that story kind of sent me down an interesting wormhole the other day of, um, do you remember? So the goalie for the Buffalo Sabres, uh, uh, Devin Levi, right? Yep. Played at North, played at Northeastern and everything like that. It was kind of one of the funny things where when he was at Northeast, he went from Northeastern. And even though he was been playing all year with Northeastern and then signed with the Sabres, um, he still had to wait on a visa because he was at Northeastern on a student visa, right? Mm. Like he was like, he was in the United States on a student visa at Northeastern. Now he had a job 
with the Sabres yeah. and had to get a work visa. Even though he technically went from Boston to Buffalo as a Canadian, he still had to find a, uh, right. he still had to go through some, some visa stuff. So it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of, it, there's these logistics of the NHL that, that make it all work that you kind of, uh, that, that are fascinating. So yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love I love getting these answers for our listeners. No, too. absolutely. And a little sidebar on that. You mentioned Northeastern. Northeastern is the 2024 Beanpot champion. And what the Beanpot is, I've always wanted to ask Jake Ottinger about the Beanpot because it's such a special thing. They play at the old, you know, they play at the Boston Gardens or TD North Garden, whatever you want to call it. And it's Harvard, Boston College, Boston University, and Northeastern. Basically throw them in a hat and then two teams or four teams square off and then the finalists play the following Monday and it's awesome and BC is loaded with talent BU is loaded with talent but Northeastern comes up on top they sell it out every year I love college tournaments like that so just wanted to uh to to throw that in That's, because of the emergence of uh college hockey is amazing That one is one of, that one's on my uh that one's on my hockey bucket list. I've never, I've watched, I watch the bean pot on TV every yep. year. I've never been to the bean pot in person. To me, that's on kind of my hockey bucket list to make that trip to Boston for bean pot at some point. Oh, absolutely. That is, that, yeah. Th- that's on the, that's on the bucket list. Well, for me. I, I went, you know, I went to Boston university Quinnipiac um, over the holidays and uh, it was at Boston university and they were two top 10 teams going at it. And it was so cool and you don't realize the history of college hockey and you go through the arena and like they have a wall and I don't know how long it goes, Sean, but it's the NHL jerseys of people that had played for Boston university. It's absolutely yeah. amazing to see. And it makes you take a step back and realize, wow, Jack Eichel played here. Wow. You know, so many players played for Boston university and there was that star sweater with Jake Ottinger. And it's just really, really cool to show the, to see the influence of, uh, of college. Now you got to get me back on the track, pal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see. Uh, Craig uh, at Craig TX 80 says, is no one going to compare Tanev to Lud's? It's common knowledge that you can't win the cup without big three clearing the front of the net. Well, I will say um, Tanif plays a lot more minutes than Lutz did um, back in his day. Um, but it is nice. I mean, is it fair to call Chris Tanif a stay-at-home defenseman? Uh, I don't no, I mean, he's a shutdown defenseman. I don't there think there are any. I don't think there are any stay-at-home defensemen anymore um like stay-at-home defenseman everyone yeah to me i i think it's i don't think stay at home is the right word anymore i think it's shut down defenseman is the better word got it so got it i think luds would be considered a stay-at-home defenseman in these stars alumni games that i watch because he doesn't go past center ice much so that would be stay at home and don't move much. <laughs> well, I mean, guys did stay at home more in Lud's era. That is, I think that is that is a reality. Um, but it's uh, as a as kind of the game has evolved. Even today's shutdown defenseman is uh, couldn't doesn't have can't stay home. So yeah, yeah. So Chris. Stab Coven, 
<laughs> asks, if nil isn't done, who should we want, Nick Sealer or Sean Walker? Both would seem to be good pickups. And and Sealer is, I think, top two in the league as far as shot blocking this year. Um, Having added Tanev already, I would want Walker. Someone asked me about this the other day, actually, in, in a DM on Twitter about this. Um, I think Walker, A, is the better player than Sealer, so I want the better player. And B, I don't really, I don't need another lefty. Like Sealer's left-handed, Walker fits in right-handed well. Um, I would, uh, to me, Walker would be kind of the guy I would go after, especially after adding Tanov already. Um, um, I was a big, before they got Tanov, I was a big proponent of them adding Sealer and Walker. Um, But uh, now if you can go get Tanov and Walker, I think that's... uh, that's a deadline you tell stories about, especially if this leads to the final kind of piece it could be. Yeah. We always focus on the stars in the trade deadline, but what are your thoughts on what Winnipeg and Colorado will do at the trade deadline? What about what the avalanche will do? Yeah. Will the avalanche? Uh, I was, I was, I was was not surprised, but I saw that the avalanche were in on Tanev too, which was interesting. Um, the I heard that the Avalanche kind of one of the reasons Tanev wasn't going to be a fit for the Avalanche was they would have reti- they would have required a the Avalanche would have been trying to give a contract would have needed Calgary to take a contract back that Calgary didn't want um, the Colorado I've heard two schools of thought on Colorado the first one is they definitely need a goalie okay like like I have. I have Alexander Georgiev is overplayed and he's a number one, but they, they, they need a goalie. Alexander Georgiev is going to hit a wall and he hasn't been great this year. He's overplayed. Justice and Noonan is not a good backup. Um, Colorado needs a goalie. The fact Marc-Andre Fleury has decided he's not leaving Minnesota um, really hurt them. So I, the avalanche definitely need to be looking for a, uh, Looking, looking for a goaltender. And then I think they're going to be in the forward market right now, too, for the Avalanche. The Avalanche have a lot of LTR, LTIR space to work around, obviously, because of Gabe Landeskog's injury. And um, and also, uh, to uh, uh, Pavel Frankuza is, is done for the year, too. And I, I don't know if his career is over yet or not. I have to look up that on Frankuza. I just know he's done for this year. Um, and so the Avalanche, if you watch them play right now, Gavin, Nathan McKinnon is playing an ungodly number of minutes for a forward. And they're about to get Val Machushkin back from the player assistance program. They have a good third line, but they really could use a top six injection, a kind of a, uh, I, I could see that that's where Colorado's probably going to be shopping. I think their defense is, I mean, technically they were in in on the Tanev trade and Tanev would have made them better. But if I'm Colorado and I'm their GM, it's I need to find a goalie. I need to find a complimentary piece, another complimentary kind of top six forward to kind of in in this arms race. So. So Mark Andre Fleury had a no movement clause. And what you're saying is, is that because it came out that, you know, I saw on social media, the Minnesota wild will be, not moving Marc-Andre Fleury. Do you think it was the player or the team? Because obviously the team, you know, he's gone after this year. One would think they'd want to get some assets for him. Um, 
Yeah, it's one of those things where there we've heard this before from teams where there's a lot of value right now in the kind of value in the emotional and human value of quote unquote doing right by the player. And as much as I think the stars, I mean, the wild would like to potentially get an asset for Mark Andre Fleury. There's something to, there's something to Bill Guerin's long-term dealings with Alan Walsh, who is Mark Andre's Fleury, Fleury's agent and one of the more powerful agents in hockey. There's something to doing right by Fleury, both, reputation wise for the wild and as far as uh getting things done i think that's something where honestly right now they say he's not going to be moved like if minnesota loses two more games this week and all of a sudden they're sitting in nashville wins or whatever like if they're sitting like 12 points out at the deadline like maybe that mode changes but i think this is one of those spaces where Bill, the flurry doesn't want to go anywhere. And I think he's kind of been a little bit, he hasn't liked some of the deadline moves in the past and some out of the nowhere and everything like that. I mean, this is a guy who was once traded by Vegas for nothing yeah. after he won the Vesna, after he won the Vesna trophy. Um, it's, I think this is the team respecting the player. And now um, like, Flurry also has the no move clause, so he has control, so he can honor that contract. But it's uh, you know, let's see, like if say a goalie on another team gets injured, Wild lose two games this week, I'm sure Bill Guerin and Flurry may have a conversation at some point if there's a situation that puts the goalie in a spot where hey, you could be on a cup contender. I, I think I, I still wouldn't rule that out, even though it's much more unlikely now. So let's end by getting Stars fans ready for the next two games against the San Jose Sharks, losers of five in a row. The thing that sticks out for me, a minus 104 goal differential. Um, And just, you know, the bottom of the West, the Macklin Celebrini from Boston University sweepstakes is on for them. That being said, I will say, Sean, I know they're losers of five in a row. They're playing much better in the second half than they did to start the season. So I'm not saying that the star. I mean, the stars should collect four points there, and then they have Anaheim after that. So a good opportunity for the stars to collect some points in the next week. Yeah, it's and it's also a San Jose team where, like, you look at that roster and it's almost a. It's funny because it's a team that's so bad. Yeah, but you look at that. You look at that roster, and I'm like, someone's going to trade for Anthony Duclair. Yes. Right. Like Anthony Duclair's got NHL experience. I mean, like someone's going to trade for like, let's see, like, I feel like a Ryan Carpenter feels like that weird, like veteran. Someone will move a late pick for we've heard Mario Ferraro's and like, this is a team with San Jose that's kind of coming through and you're like, could there be guys held from the lineup right before the game when they play Dallas because they worked out a deal to uh, trade Duclair or Mike Hoffman or something like that? Like, I, I wouldn't surprise me. So it's it's a very fascinating time to play a team where they are. And it is a team that, like, I think Will Smith's a great player that they drafted last year. They... 
we are all rooting for them in the lottery race versus Chicago right now. Yeah. Just because none of us want to see Macklin. I mean, other than on Team Canada together, none of us want to see Macklin Celebrini and Connor Bedard together. Yeah, you got Connor Bedard. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs> like, like, like right now we're at a spot where if you're, if you are, we are all hoping that the Sharks win this lottery because Bedard and Celebrini together on the same team, number one picks in back-to-back years. And I know you've been there, Sean, so I think you'll agree with what I'm saying. I root for cities to rebound that are quality hockey um, cities. And I, you know, going to San Jose – and it's one of those arenas that's so cool because you can walk, you know, through downtown to the arena and they're just massive blue shirts walking towards the arena. The arena's historic. They had such an amazing run for a long time. Players like Marlowe and Thornton and and just a lot of history in San Jose. Joe Pavelski obviously being a part of it. And it's just a good hockey area. It It is. And it's... Uh... It's they've done a great job kind of growing the youth program there. They've done a good job kind of turning kind of hockey into kind of a trendy sport there. And just from an overall sports perspective too, right? Like the Bay area has kind of takes some lumps. And so it'd be nice to like see, uh, I, I don't like seeing teams down for too long. I think it's the league is better when teams, cycle up and cycle through and everything. And um, the, the San Jose is a fun hockey crowd. Um, they do a good job there. Only issue is it's the worst press box in the league. You're literally up in the rafters and you sometimes have beams in front of your face. So it's uh, if they could just get a better press box there. And then on top of all that, our <laughs> old pal, Tom Holy, our former head of stars PR is the assistant GM there. So it's, yes. it, it would be good for the, it would be good for a little love for the sharks to come back into this league. Right not now. only that, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan as a player of Mike Greer and I want to see him do well as a GM. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Now, if they get good, then no, I want them to be bad again. But, you know, for now, I mean, I want San Jose to revitalize because uh, that crowd is uh, very dedicated. My friend, you're an absolute beast. Happy anniversary. Your wife must have been thrilled that you took. I mean, that's a gift in itself that you took the day off from hockey, kind of, sort of. I am in this spot. I'm in this spot. We talked about my life story and career and everything like that a little bit before on this podcast. But... I am in this spot where I get to basically live a working vacation of a lifestyle because of what my wife has done and embraced me to take and, and, and embrace and challenge me to take risks and do things like this. So I, uh, I owe so much to Christina for everything That's I've done awesome. in my career. So it's to, it's, 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 there's so much, I, there's so much that uh, I'm thankful for what she does and how my career is where because of what because of her having a good job as I got into sports media and everything like that. Um, so it is. I know she probably won't. I don't even know if she'll ever listen. I don't. She probably won't listen to this. But I, I say I say this to her in a public forum where I I'm so thankful for my wife because she is really my rock and everything. So. Yeah, absolutely, my friend, and we're thankful for you. And it's so awesome to read that. You know, when we go over 
you joining us that the list keeps getting longer and uh it's so <laughs> awesome because you've dipped into so many things and it's just it's great to see your career thriving and we're so fortunate to have you on spits and, and suds when we do and and everyone we uh we've gotten uh keep uh if you want to for the movie perspective, we are working on getting it to Dallas sooner than later. Yes, um, people, we've uh, people have heard the demand. We will. Uh, we are working on that. Feel free to uh, send a DM or an email too, just to kind of build the support. And also, I will, uh, as long as Gavin will allow it. Uh, we are always looking for her uh, partners to try to find to, to ways to bring something to DFW more like that too. So if you're someone who is a rink or a venue or something, and you want to be part of bringing a cool project to Dallas and us doing kind of a fun thing, reach out to us and we'd love to uh, have the more the merrier because it's a, it's, it's a fun time for hockey DFW and we'd love to bring the movie there as part of it too. Well, fortunately there happens to be a co-host that's a decision maker at one Oh five, three, the fan on this podcast. Yes, so yes, yes. I wonder who that is. Uh, yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> David Castillo. <laughs> so therefore, um, yes, the station will be behind it if there is a local rink or if someone wants to get involved because this is a, a really, really fun, cool movie uh, with a lot of realism as far as beer league, hockey, and everything like that. And I think the biggest thing is, is you know, getting Sean and the guys around. I'm I'm so excited to be there as well. And just, just have a hockey crowd and, you know, watch the movie laugh and then spend time with all of you would be amazing. So it's in the works as we continue to grow. So that's awesome. You're a beast, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. Can't wait to hear the answer on the paychecks. And uh, we know you're going to come through. You always do. And uh, it's nice to, you always give me homework. So it's nice to give you some homework as well. I'm happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) For Sean Shapiro, I'm Gavin Spittle. Once again, as we said from the top, thank you so much. In the month of February, we were the number one hockey podcast on Odyssey, and that's because of you, and we will continue to grow. And don't worry, Stars fans, we'll be all over the upcoming trade deadline. If something happens, you can count on Spits and Suds being there for you immediately. Have a great day, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 